Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. It's the Hammer Nigel Show. My name is uh, Nigel Jason Hammer right over there. We'll go straight to the hotline and bring on uh, best-selling author of Breaking the News. Alex Marlowe is uh, editor-in-chief of Breitbart. He's got a new book out called Breaking Biden. Alex, the last time you are on with us, you couldn't really say much about this book, but now you're back. Welcome to the uh, Hammer Nigel Show. Uh, guys, you were the first two people I thought of when I was thinking about making the rounds on radio and talking to some of my old friends. Uh, you guys are such great supporters, and uh, looking forward to this. Well, okay, so tell us about – of course, we're going to ask you probably some about some, some of the breaking news this week as well, but let's hit the book first. Uh, what is Breaking Biden? What is it about, and what do you want people to know? So I had a hunch, a theory, a, a hypothesis – that all of us walk around in conservative media and we think we understand Joe Biden. He's a bumbling guy, he's a puppet, and he's some sort of an idiot, and he's kind of locked in the job. And it sort of dawned on me, well, then why does this guy keep beating us all the time? Why does he keep getting elected? Why does he keep getting his agenda through? How does he keep surviving scandal after scandal? How come his family has been hauled in? And I thought that, you know what, I need to pursue this as a research project, and eventually turned into a book. And in the book, I realized that you think you know everything about Joe Biden. You know nothing about Joe Biden. I knew nothing about him, relatively speaking, when I started to look into him. Uh, I had assumed, like everyone else, that he was probably, you know, just puppeteered around and was probably very dumb. Uh, I learned that he's, first of all, he's got a real fastball. And he's got a real ability to be able to give his base what it wants. He does it pretty much as well as anyone, and that's how he's had such longevity. Uh, I learned he's just, just got tremendous rhinoceros skin. He's very tough in terms of he doesn't take crap from people. And even beyond that, what he does is he doesn't insult and demean and break relationships with people who could help him down the road. Now, that's very savvy. It's not, it's not a dumb guy move. But we've been fooled because he says crazy stuff. But I went back, guys. The craziest stuff he ever said was in the 70s, and I document some of it in the, in the book. It's just insane where he's talking to journalists about sex fantasies with his recently deceased wife. Insane stuff that wow. none of us would ever say in private, and he says it to journalists. So that – that connect that to the crazy stuff he says this week and you think oh yeah he's always been this way and he keeps figuring out a way to come out on top and more importantly to get all sorts of illicit cash from around the world funneled into his family's coffers so i looked into his corruption and i looked into his record and every place i looked i found new details many of them shocking and i found that his record is worse in every case imaginable there's not one instance in the book during my research where i thought joe is a great guy or a better guy or more skilled other than his ability to operate the levers of power in Washington. And I think it's an important story because if we don't internalize this stuff, he's going to beat us again if we're not careful. Alex Jason Hammer here. And you're right. Something Nigel and I have talked about for a long time is 
it isn't you know new that Joe Biden's been a horrible person. He's been yeah. this way for a long time. Forever. He, yeah. he said horrible things going back to his time coming up through the political ranks. But one of the chapters in your book is called The Biden Business. I still have no idea what the Biden business is. Yeah. I see grandkids <laughs> getting payouts from oligarchs overseas. Uh, there are sister-in-laws involved here. What the hell is the Biden business? Yeah, that is the right question to ask, because there's no specific business per se. The business is government. The business is Joe Biden's career. That's how the family makes money. Uh, and you can see it. You can take examples such as um, you know Jim Biden. Jim Biden is a perfect example. He's one of Joe's younger brothers. He's got two of them. Uh, and one of the things that's most noteworthy about Jim is that he has made money doing all sorts of different things, from nightclub ownership to international real estate and international construction. And his career has taken him all around the world uh, with deep connections to the effing spy chief of China. That's Hunter's words, not mine, who made his first call after he got arrested by the FBI to Jim Biden. Isn't that kind of odd that that would be the first person who'd get a call from the effing spy chief of China, a guy who used to run nightclubs? Uh, Of course, it doesn't make any sense. He's not qualified to do any of the things he's hired to do, yet he's been hired all around the world. He uh, He was doing commercial construction in Iraq. He has no connection to commercial construction or to Iraq. Um, one of the things that was very noteworthy in the book that was just uh, kind of gross to read about was Frank Biden, who you got a big piece about this afternoon at Breitbart News that people are not going to want to miss. Um, he got involved in this company called Mavericks, which was an education initiative in Florida. Uh, Frank has no connection to education, but he saw that the uh, various governments – uh, particularly the Obama-Biden administration, was going to pursue a favorable policy for, for charter schools. And he saw a way to get money sent to him. So he starts this charter school business. All of a sudden, he's flying around a private plane. The kids are suffering. No one's learning in any of his schools, and they eventually get shut down. But he's got time to hobnob with the rich and famous in private planes. I mean, can you say without a doubt, after all the research you've done, this we're speaking with Alex Marlowe, uh, Breaking Biden is the book. I mean, is Joe Biden uh, overall... <laughs> the most corrupt president in the history of the United States of America? Uh, there's no question he's the most corrupt. It's not even close. Wow. And it, it is there, – there, there's no one who would even dare to be this brazen. Uh, and if they were, they wouldn't have had this longevity. And this is a scary question to ask because the only reason this is possible is because we've gotten anesthetized to it. We've gotten numb to yes. the corruption. And some of the stuff that I've reported in the book uh, thus far – and I, I've only trickled out a little bit. There's 1,600 endnotes. I mean there's something – I would think virtually every page you're going to learn something if you pick up the book. Uh, but I put in a, a couple of my favorites out of, at Breitbart News, and I'm noticing that there is, even though there's a huge response and the audience is terrific, your audience is terrific, yes. uh, conservative media is amazing, but I'm, st- I'm noticing a little bit of a fatigue over bombshells because we've seen so many horrible things done by the Bidens. Interesting. And I, and I'm hoping people snap out of this because if we get fatigued and we get numb to it and we don't get fired up in the next 13 months, he is going to win again. And that is going to be a major problem because that just codifies all the stuff that's in the book. And you know what? Two, two, two of my biggest issues uh, that I'm worried about as an American citizen is our energy production and the southern border, which both you write about in uh, Breaking Biden. And both of those things, Joe Biden has completely decimated. 
Absolutely. The Energy One is is really important, and it's really sort of the centerpiece of the Biden administration is his energy policies, which are uh, almost all designed to uh, not help the American people get cheap and abundant energy, which is the thing that will drive our prices down and lead to more innovation, um, et cetera. <clears throat> his focus has been on appeasing the green left because that's his main goal in life is to make sure that that gate that that, that constituency that base constituency is always with him and their number one issue is climate change so joe has to do stuff that he knows is going to hurt the economy and he knows is going to hurt the american people like he has to stop drilling like he has to abandon drilling in the anwar like he has to suspend fracking uh, uh, leases all of that stuff hurts americans in our pocketbook but what it does do is solidifies the base so that they don't stray away from joe but there's downstream consequences. Uh, if you look at, and I trace in the book, the invasion of uh, um, uh, of Ukraine by Russia yeah. and Joe's culpability for much of it, one of the things that you can't deny is that Joe, by not drilling in America, makes every oil-rich nation more powerful, including Russia. So they can jack up their rates for oil, and they can use it to fund wars. Uh, why no one points this out wow. is stunning to me, but I think people are kind of uh, – people do get tuned out. They get tuned out a little bit, and I'm hoping – this book brings us back and focuses us. Alex Marlowe is our guest. The book, Breaking Biden. Make sure you check it out. Alex, before we let you go, I want to get your thoughts on what we've seen with the Speaker of the House. Nigel and I were on the air live when all of this stuff was playing out, and my initial reaction was, this is pretty chaotic. And talking heads on television, print media, they keep telling you how chaos this is, and this is such a horrible look. But man, the more I sit back and think about it, if it's either Scalise or Jim Jordan, and this happens within a week, I don't necessarily believe that that's chaos, per se. Where are you at? Yeah, I'm definitely more on the chaos side. Um, okay. This is something that I don't want to alienate the audience who is loving what I was saying. I was thinking of buying the book, and now they don't trust me. I, I, I really <laughs> hope that, but, but I want to be authentic. Um, I think uh, Kevin McCarthy had a very tough job. I, I was never a fan of his when he was more of an establishmentarian. Um, but I really think more than any other House entity that I've seen, he's he tried his best to try to uh, work with the base as much as he could while doing the impossible task of negotiating with 400 and some odd egomaniacs every day uh, to try to get stuff done. And so so I wasn't in a rush to kick him out because I feel like things often get worse when when you get greedy. Um, and so th- that was my thought uh, originally. And I'm spending time every day, particularly this week, trying to get attention to the most corrupt president in American history, who's not just president now, but is on the ballot again. So his son is on the ropes. He's on the ropes. His poll numbers stink. I want to talk about Joe Biden. I don't want to talk about this stuff. And yet, because Matt Gates, who I have a lot of nice things to say about Matt Gates, but had a personal animosity against Kevin McCarthy because he allows for this ethics investigation into Gates to go on, he decides we're putting our foot down now. Then all of a sudden, the focus shifts to Republican chaos. No, I don't jive with any of that. All of that annoys the crap out of me. But I will say, to your point, if Scalise gets in quick or if Jordan gets in quick, it, it, it will we'll be fine. We'll move on. Things will be okay. Maybe they'll even be better. So I I can live with it. Alex Marlowe, editor-in-chief of Breitbart and author of the brand new book, Breaking Biden. It is available everywhere. Are you getting, um, are are you getting shadow banned at all? Uh, like from places like Amazon or anything like that? Or or 
question. I love this question because it's, I, I, I get so excited about the topics that I, I forget about the call to arms, the call to action. Yes. It, 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 everyone is trying to suppress this book. Uh, the media keeps writing how Biden books are bombing. Uh, this book has been uh, in the top 100 on Amazon for ma- many, many days, maybe 10 days or so. People want this book. They're trying to buy this book. It's one of the top nonfiction books uh, in the country. It'll be one of the top five or six best-selling nonfiction books in the country this week. Uh, it's a people want this book, and there's no discussion of it aside from conservative media. And I want it to break out of that ecosystem. The media will not cover it. They will not cover the bombshells. They will ignore it. They want it suppressed. Uh, The tech uh, uh, world will try to suppress it. And it's the only way to beat it, the only way to uh, combat that is to spread the word. And that's what I would love for this audience to do. If you don't just pick up one copy, you pick up one and hand it to a liberal or a moderate in your life. I would love that. If you see something you like online that I'm sharing, uh, you share it yourself. Tell someone about it. Talk about it over the weekend. That means a lot to me because that can help us get out of just the usual ecosystem. I am uh, getting ready to go on vacation. I will be purchasing the audio portion. I know you like the hardcover sales, but uh, I'm going to be I walking around. audio sales. No, no, no. I'm not a snob about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, this audience loves you, uh, Alex. You go way back with this audience. Um, Greg Garrison, uh, Counselor Garrison, sends his regards, and I, I love your analysis, and uh, you're welcome back anytime. Best of luck with the book. Guys, let's do it more often. Thank you so much.